Oh, it's not so bad when you have to go to bed If the sheets are clean and there's a pillow for your head When the doors are closed and they've turned out all the lights You know you'll be alright until you're home Home is where you go when the wind blows cold And shadows creep across the sky Home is all you know when the lights are low And teardrops fill your eyes I am thankful my family and nurses take good care of my needs at night And in the daytime they are there They always make me feel like I am not alone And promise me someday I'll go home Home is where you go when the winds blow cold And shadows creep across the sky Home is all you know when the lights are low And teardrops fill your eyes I am grateful to know that my needs will all be met And the kindness expressed I will never forget But even with the love and the warmth that has been shown I wait for the day I can go home Home is where you go when the winds blow cold And shadows creep across the sky Home is all you know when the lights are low And teardrops fill your eyes I was only uh, two weeks in Stonehenge. I was told that I was progressing rapidly on my road to recovery and that if I would like to, I could go home. I would have to continue with home therapy for a few weeks and it would take a while before I was ready to take that final step in my fight against cancer. That step, of course, was the surgery to get rid of the tumor that had been invading my body. It had shrunk considerably, but it was still there. It was still causing a lot of grief and pain. It honestly felt like a living creature that had been wounded and was trying to fight back. I really didn't have a clue what lay ahead on the way to surgery and recovery afterward. But the first step was to get home from Stonehenge. That step was just around the corner. I could feel myself getting stronger and more alert and becoming more able to take care of myself. I was still having trouble with balance, but uh, remember going to one of my last therapy sessions while there at Stonehenge, I was able to navigate uh, some stairs and play catch with the therapist uh, while uh, standing on one foot. I was ready to go home. They told me that I should be ready to leave in a day or two. Eric said he would take us in his truck and help us get settled into our home again. 
The day finally came, and Brenda and I were so excited. What a great day this would be. They stuck me in a wheelchair, which I didn't think I needed, but rules are rules, right? I was wheeled down the hall to the exit where Eric had parked his truck. A smile came over my face when I saw the decorations the truck had received from Eric's four children and his wife, Stephanie. They had done so much for Brenda and me over the past months and had made sure that while we were heading south to Marysville, everyone on the highways with us would know that there was a cancer survivor and fighter in this Ram pickup. I wasn't cancer-free yet, but I was well on my way. I had gotten through chemo and radiation and week-long stays in two hospitals. I had survived a two-week stay in rehab and was now on my way home to get ready for surgery, but I had to get into Eric's truck before I could begin this chapter of my story. I got out of the wheelchair and approached the open door to the truck. I held on to the door handle and lifted my foot up to the running board. Now I had to pull myself up to the awaiting seat. My leg and arm would not lift me into the truck. I started falling backward and told Eric, who was right behind me, that I was not going to be able to lift myself into the seat. He stopped me from falling backward and put one arm under my legs and the other around my back and lifted me into the truck. I don't know how he did it, but I was so glad he was there. I was quite embarrassed that I'd had such a difficult time getting in that darn truck. It must have been one of those that you need a stepladder to get in. Stephanie and the kids were there, and I hope that they didn't think that dear old Grandpa was too wimpy. Anyway, we finally got on the road and turned south down I-15. There were people honking at us as we were going down the road. I couldn't figure out why until a highway patrolman came past us with his lights flashing and his thumb up and a huge smile on his face. The signs and writing on the truck were quite visible. The kids had done a great job. I was so happy to be at this stage of my cancer journey. As Brenda and I were being raised and raising our children, we always seemed to say, home again, home again, rig-a-jig-jig. Every time we would come home from a journey in the car, near or far, we always loved to go on trips and vacations, but it was fun to come home after the travels were over. This return to our home was the grandest homecoming of all. Home again, home again, rig-a-jig-jig. Brenda and I had been away from home for radiation and recovery for over two months. What a great day it was when we finally drove down the Marysville Hill and then up the road to our home. As we pulled into our driveway, I was so excited, yet very apprehensive about how things would go after we were on our own for the most part. I was still quite weak and unable to get around without a cane or a walker. I would be having home health come into our house two or three times a week to help me continue therapy. I was on a high-protein diet, and I drank Ensure three times daily. I was on an exercise routine every day and still needed to not overdo it. It wouldn't be long now until I would be getting the phone call from my surgeon to schedule surgery to remove that beast from my body. I was so anxious to have all of this come to an end. It couldn't happen soon enough. And even better all of, than all of that, I was home so I could prepare for that final step in the place I had been for over 35 years. Home is where you go 
when the winds blow cold and shadows creep across the sky. Home is all you know when the lights are low and teardrops fill your eyes. 